Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Quiche, the Chumash, and the Tongva people, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Can you see clearly now the rain is gone? Was it raining? Can you see all obstacles in your way? I do have like, I've got 2024, I got new vibes this year. I know, I feel like a lot of people are, um, uh, optimistic and for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> but I like the collective optimism. But isn't the nature of opt- whoa? Isn't the nature of optimism that you don't have a reason for it? Probably cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> What's so we're in? We're officially in season three. Yay! Episode one hundred and eleven. Last week was in 24 but we'd pre-taped it before the one with high on the hog yeah we but got i feel like this feels like a holidays, fresh beginning fresh beginnings so the holidays um our fa- my family came to la mm. we did the holidays the other day i was walking in the living room like feeling like oh no there's something big we have to do oh no the holidays are over yay i loved them but it's it's nice to i do think it's nice to kind of you know, you sort of like, what's it called? When you shake out the rug? Shake the blanket on okay. your bed. That's and what we call having holidays now, shaking off the blanket. After the high holy holidays. Yeah, we shake out the blanket. I We've don't know. definitely graduated from the generation who gets stressed about our interactions kind of with our parents to the generation who gets stressed by our interactions with our children. No. Yeah, you've got a big thing in there. Why are you showing me that? <laughs> I just had some of my kids' beans and, okay. you know, the classic bean on your tooth kind of thing. It's quite the classic, yeah. But, yeah, we've definitely <laughs> we've transitioned in terms of where our stress is projected onto. We are now getting stressed by future generations coming into town. You, what do you mean? Well, I just mean, like, you know, when I feel like holidays, especially in America, because everyone lives in different places in their families, holidays are defined by traveling back to your family. We are now the family people that come people back travel to. back That's to. That's right. So it's I a know. different kind of stress. Who's yes. going to get to borrow the second car? Who's going to stay in which spare bed? Yes. All that sort my, of thing, My right? mom has the perfect guest house, and yeah. so all the adult children... I uh, want to go in that. So yeah, now everybody my, wants to rock with Enid. They want to rock with Enid because they're they're they know what's up. But that she's now going to have a calendar so she doesn't double book. Yeah, because there was uh, a bit of a double booking, and she's she, running her own. It's not an Airbnb, but she definitely needs some admin. Going yes. on. there needs to be some kind of virtual calendar. Something. No, she's going to do it. We're going to give her. I'm going to get her a cute calendar, like if you know, golden retriever puppies. No, I don't know, some sort of calendar, little they're like Angetti's. And Gettys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we should do that. Can we get your mum and Ann Gettys? Can we crowdsource Ann Gettys? I, what about I, photos of us in sunflowers? Like, okay, I've got it. I've got it. We, we're both nude. 
Okay. Just covered in sunflowers in different poses you, you, from month you, to month. You minimize us and put us in like a petal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and you that gotta whole be. Thing. I wonder, but, was that moment like a major aha moment for Angetti's the first time she thought, hey, babies and sunflowers? I, I see I something. I gotta here. Put, make a baby even smaller and put them in a flower. Yeah, how cute can you make a baby? That's like the uh, the gum nut babies, the Australian gum nuts. Yeah, snuggle pot and Snug- cuddle pie. Snuggle pot and cuddle what pie. About, um, what about New Year's? How was- um, I'm just still thinking of all the calendars, the silly calendars I can that get. you want to make for your mum. Well, get- remember you made your mum that hat? We can do one of those calendars. I did, Poker Champ. No, yeah, but it wasn't just Poker Champ. It said Poker Champ hat on the hat. Oh, it did. So it was really not just a celebration of really? her- Yeah, yeah, it says Poker Champ hat. It's not just a celebration of her poker prowess, but it's a celebration of the hat itself. It's I like know. declaring itself a trophy. She loves, she, she does the online poker. The other day she was down, but my stepdad sat in and I I still don't know if the, he got her back up. Was she down bad? Not, yeah, she was down bad. <laughs> 150 down bad. Um, yeah, so we, we made it through New Year's. That was you a had bizarre. three trips. Oh, yeah, New Year's. Oh, yeah, I, had th- I came back from three trips to Australia, which was progressively more insane. Like I did one, I guess, when I was there. For, oh, they had that long trip in October and then yeah. like two short wedding Well, it was like the workout stuff, when yeah. you do reps and you do like 10 and then seven and then five. You yeah. know how you sometimes yeah, 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 do yeah, those exactly. reps? Shorten them. Shorten. This was like the first trip was long. The second was medium. Yeah, greater was... intensity, shorter duration. Yeah. But then we had our news even. We were sort of like reluctant of, are we going to make any well, plans Kelly Oxford to do anything? And I wanted, you know, Kelly Oxford has nice parties and we have good parties, yeah, yeah. And but we were both kind of burnt out. So we were both kind of like, hey, maybe we should, but- We'd had so many parties, and I'm not saying we're not going to do them again, but you know, it was you have to go with the flow. But I think also good parties, part of what makes them great is they're unexpected. Yeah. I think a good party on New Year's or Halloween or something, it's pedestrian. You know, I want a weird, great party on a Wednesday night in April. Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And New Year's, I, I, I often, I used to, we used to go to like, New Mexico in, in the snow or something mm. and take mushrooms and be in an adobe little house or some crap, whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. But I'm just saying that nature New Year's yeah. was kind of fun at times. But the parties, the pressure, the pressure mm. for the party to yeah. be good on New Year's is a big deal. So we were kind of doing nothing. Yeah, and, and then, then we were like, oh, minute, let's do. So we were like, okay, we now got to cram into subtle urban sex appeal podcasts. And then they, that became. Stuff was going out, to ta- out of town. Yeah. And then they were hanging and then Di came over and then Kate and Chris came over and it was just became a and fun then, little yeah, happening. Yeah, we, we had the. Uh, the Kathy Hilton special. Wait, why is that? Just the baked potato and- um, Oh, caviar, yeah. creme fraiche. Sorry. Very good. Sorry, fish. I'm, but wait, uh, what does that have to do with Kathy Hilton? She, one on the Real Housewives, she's has a scene with Kyle yeah. and she's eating- she loves a baked potato with. Oh yeah, right. She's shooing people who are hovering by the caviar for no, too long. No, that's the curb. Your enthusiasm. Oh, no, she's <laughs> just eating it while she and uh, Kyle are having a convo. Gotcha. And yes, Kathy Hilton is having a pile of caviar on top of a baked potato in the sun in her garden in Bel Air. So I don't know where yeah. she is. Um, but then, uh, then- but so we yeah we ended up making it like last minute little cheeky kind of 
dance party. And then I got invited to a fabulous Hollywood party that day. Yeah, Nixer and Natasha Leone invited. But I and I said, I'll I'll take one for the team. I'll stay home with the kids, the kids whoever whatever's going on. You took you took our Sousa kids. I took the Sousa kids to a, a Hollywood party in the hills. And it was giving like when I in the eighties and nineties, but more eighties when I would go to these Hollywood Hill parties above Sunset Plaza area and just not knowing where I was, you would just like go to a party and it was like, you know, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio or something, or even earlier days when it was just like even more oddball and I didn't know who anyone was in the business behind the scenes. I knew the, you know, actors and directors. Like I was a film fan. But you didn't know agents, you didn't know studio yeah, heads. You just knew certain people smelt and looked rich and powerful. Sure. They would ca- they'd cut through a crowd in a way yes. that suggested yeah. weight. Yes. Yeah. So some of these parties were weird and bland and some were odd and you just, you know, eating free food and stuff. So yeah, this party was like- But you were like a chef. You were also like, because Safi and like Malik, Mom. our hosts, you know, they're on our network and we've been kind of like- Mentoring them and and you 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 really like rolled out the red carpet, took there, them to a New Year's Eve big Hollywood shindig. Yeah, and we, did you feel a degree of responsibility? I did. I feel like their mom, even though they're like thirty or something, mm-hmm. still uh, I feel paternal, maternal, paternal. Maybe that's not impossible though. And no, it's yeah, not yeah, impossible. Yeah. But I um, also felt like wow, I am. I've always wanted to be like a tycoon, you know, mm. like have a big business and and. Uh, I kind of felt like the business person yeah, taking, taking their, the talent out. <laughs> exactly. So I showed off my children and we uh, enjoyed the party. It and- was funny because I was like, I'd, I'd long, you know, we had like a midnight little cheers here and then everyone, we all just went to bed. And I, but I looked at your um, uh, iPhone, share my Location. location and I could just watch you wandering around this party. I'd be like, ah, oh, she's outside out the back chatting. Ah, oh, she looks like she's on a balcony. Yeah, she's, yeah. It was, was my, a, a I, lot I of fun. I you basically. Thank that was my you. New Year's. I know that's romantic. Yeah, we uh, we 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 worked the party. I don't know. It was a fun party. It was, uh, you know, spot any geese, any good stars, West any? Love, oh, yeah. Kim Gordon. Yeah, there was uh, some. You know. Safi Malik saw like Aquafina, mm-hmm. who they were chatting to people. Yeah, they they had a good that actress from Orange fun. is the oh, new, yeah. new black. Um, she was very nice. She gave Safi a coat because it was very cold. I feel like Safi's just collecting coats oh, while yeah. in LA. I gave her that big yellow one, That's and right. she's like, "Mate, what if this whole thing, this whole podcast, subtle urban sex appeal, was really just a cover, a ruse for the great jacket heist?" Which is ironic. this is because we were talking about scammers. That would be an amazing scam, just getting coats in LA. And she's from Minneapolis, I think. Where she she needs them. She needs them. She's out reclaiming our coats. Um, So, yeah, we did the New Year's. And then the next day, you know, uh, I like to just get right back into life. I mean, I've been writing this whole time, which has been so nice, and just reading memoirs and reading books and really just getting into the word, the written word. Mm, mm. But uh, yeah, so that's been nice. But I love, I do like the kind of after the holidays, just getting back down to business. So what, what's your energy coming into 24? Like what, what, what are you after? What's your, what's your vibe? I think I want to calm. I, I don't want everything to have to be a heightened, like best day of my life day mm. kind of energy. I notice so like- we're losing some melodrama. Losing the melodrama, just trying to kind of sometimes have a just ordinary lunch, an ordinary thing. Like, I feel like I want everything to be this kind of heightened, you know, rimbo. 
Rainbow, uh, yeah. You know, I don't know, yeah. something like... R- romantic. You're a yes. romantic and you've sought transcendent existential experiences and now you want the mundane. Yeah, and even if they're mundane, like they would have to be like, you know, John Fonte or like I'd want it to be mundane but in a very like meaningful way. It's like Do you realize I- how exciting your life has to have been for your New Year's resolution to be to seek the mundane? <laughs> Well, yes. And I, and also just, I think we've all gone through a lot these past five years or something. And so mundane is sort of what we, what we want. Mm. I do know how to chill. I have to say yeah, you do. that is a mundane thing, but, but yes, I think I just, with my family, my interpersonal intergalactic relationships. Now, yeah, my you inter- want to keep it chill. My interpersonal, I want to, I just want to just be calm, observant, you know, chill, chill out and not be, I'm an actress and a mother and that's not always the best combo. <laughs> like the other day, Ben got a piercing. I did. I got my ear pierced, <laughs> which is a whole, that's been Story. part of my journey too. Yeah, I know. But, it's as long you can get into it. Tell, yeah, tell, what well, is Well, like, you're driving home from a wedding, which was fascinating because the people got married in the snow. Oh, this weekend I was at Josh Radner's wedding in New York and it Romantic. was yeah, full outdoor winter wonderland was madness. it like the line the witch in the wardrobe yeah I mean it was incredible it was it was one of the most aesthetically beautiful weddings I've ever been to I mean to be in like thick fresh snow like it, yeah. it was it, it was incredible and everyone with these uh, transparent umbrellas with snow print. I mean, it was just, a, it was a gorgeous wedding, but it was cold. Yeah. Yes. And so you're driving back and we're talking on the phone as you're driving your rental car back to the airport, to to JFK. And you all of a sudden, you're not a big, you, you were like, ow, the way you said ow, like, yes, your sneezes are very big. You like when you have a cold and you're shivering from chills, you, you shiver like it looks like you're acting. It's so much shivering. <laughs> I'm a dramatic shiver. But I, but I, when I, you stub your toe on things, you usually don't do the big like, God damn it or anything. Yeah, I do like a, a silent fume. You do a myself, silent yeah. fume. So I was surprised to hear on the phone your reaction to hitting your ear, your newly pierced ear. Mm. And then I thought, wow, how hard could, yeah, I guess it's infected or something. But no, it's not. And you come home last night and- for some reason, we're looking at your ear, and I went, "Oh my god!" And it wasn't infected, dude. You scared me so much. Sorry, I, I was like, that's you know what I'm you, saying. In actress, your mind, you start thinking, "Like, am I going to lose my ear? No. Like, what's happening here?" I, I, I think I'm so mumblecore, but mm. really, I do have big reactions to things. I and and so well, that's, that's part of being an actor too. That's what I'm like, saying. you convey emotion. So let's yeah. tell the beautiful babies. It's just a tiny bruise, and I didn't realize that, you know, Kate Netto, my daughter, who knows a lot about the world of tattoos and piercing, and she's learned- Body modification. She doesn't have a lot of- She's the family expert on body modification. Yeah, Yeah. she she doesn't have a lot of body modifications, by the way. She just knows about it. And she, uh, it's like her generation to know Mm. about it. In any case, she said, oh, that sometimes happens. Mm. So you just had a little bruise. But I think- I'd never seen that before. Mm. It's like a tiny, like a bruise as if you banged your leg, but it's in the back of and your so ear. And so what scared you was there was new information. I don't unexpected. know. No, but you are a little bit like when you get unexpected change or information you weren't, you know, ready for, that freaks you out. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I didn't realize that sometimes you can, after a piercing, you can get a little bruise, which yeah. is, and it's adorable bruise, by the way. It, it is quite an adorable bruise. <laughs> I mean, I, it's behind my ear. I did put the phone back and try and yeah, get a glimpse of it. Yeah, it's cute. It's just a little bruise from the needle. So your story was, it was quite sexy, the whole scenario. Was it? Well, well it, just 
seeing you in a chair with this rather beautiful tattoo. It reminded me of you. Like I was like, is this what it's like for men to get a, a massage with a release or something? Because it was a pretty woman. You're sitting in a chair and she's giving you a piercing. And it sort of felt like this sort of, you know, like a man sort of on an operating table with a beautiful woman above them. It, okay. it was giving kind of sexy massage. And yeah. I was happy for you. Okay, good, good. <laughs> That's the closest you'll get well, to that. It, together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. For me, it was, um, it's funny because I've, I've obviously led sort of quite an experimental life where I've been quite open to learning things and trying new things and stuff, but I've never gotten a piercing and I don't have any tattoos. Yeah, nice, nice Jewish boy. Yeah, eh? I'm a mensch. And they are two things that it's weirdly like how you just have things that are off the table for, I don't know if it's superstitious reasons or something. I mean, some of it's to do with being Jewish, I think the tattoo thing. Um, And some of it's just my mum didn't like piercings like yeah. she didn't have piercings or anything so i just never got them and yeah. even though i was like into metal and stuff but anyway goldie was getting uh her nose re-pierced uh because it had been done badly and she said why didn't you get an earring and i just went okay and it's connected to my energy coming into this year is this is like my year to take charge yeah like i've been i'm exploring some of the ways that i've been a little not passive because I've obviously I've I'm a doer and I've been highly active in my life, but there are certain ways that I haven't gone after what I wanted a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and I feel like this year, like what we're doing with Weirder Together, we're growing the company a bit more aggressively. Where this is the year where I'm gonna like get my bag. You know what I mean? I'm going to get paid and I'm going to, and part of it is like the earring doesn't really connect with with this much, but (laughs) but I cut my hair short. I I decided that I saw this interview with Tyler, the creator last year where he was talking about, remember when he first came out with Odd Future and it was all very like um, violent and homophobic and angry. And he was sort of, it was scary. That's part of what gave him his creative power. Like yeah. people were scared. And then he had a point where he was like, hang on, why aren't I getting the big deals with like Nike and everything that these other rappers are getting? He's like, yeah. oh, because I'm giving people the image that I'm not, like I'm not in control basically. And what's interesting about it is you could read that story as, oh, this is someone who's about to conform and about to become a safe artist, but it's not what happened. He actually became more of an artist by reining in these out-of-control elements, and I think he made his best music after that. And anyway, this is all a very long way of saying that, like, I think there are ways I've been signifying to the universe, to the industry, to the money out there that I'm, like, a little unpredictable and a little wild, and I am in my spirit. But this is the year I demonstrate I'm in control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want to be able to 
be out there and wild and go for it in the art. And, um, you know, if you, you know, at certain points and be completely deep and free and whatever, but in, in life, yeah, there's just a time and a place for all that. And getting an earring was, it's funny because it's, it's, uh, the feeling of getting the earring is, it is a bizarre feeling. Like you do feel, it's particularly the way we did, it wasn't a gun. We went yeah. to an old fashioned tattoo place. They did it with a needle. And you do feel the flesh tearing. Mm. I mean, it's a very weird primal experience to subject yourself to. Try doing it yourself at 14. You did that? Oh, twice. Yeah. You, you know, I, uh, I first got my little ones at, um, when I was four and my mom was not in, into it, but at three, I was like, I'm getting, I want my ears pressed. And she said, when you're four, if you still want to, I will thinking I'd forget about it. And on my fourth birthday, I was like, I'm ready. But then at 14, it's classic. A lot of people before going to a friend's or a cl- not a club, I wasn't going to a club, but a dance, a school dance. You like ice it up and everything. Yes. And it, you hear the squeaky. <sighs> it's it's a very counterintuitive, obviously. Do you have a sense of why emotionally, like why psychologically we do things like that? Is it like, because like if I'm like with psychedelics, I'm drawn to the conquering of something that feels terrifying. Is that part of it? Like well, body I think the earrings, that might have been, but getting earrings, it's a beauty thing. You know, in a lot mm. of cultures, you know, the little babies even have them, but also earrings are are for beauty. And when I was three, I thought it was beautiful. Okay. So that was why it was, <laughs> and cool. I think a lot of women so keep want, it simple. A lot of women want them because they like the way it looks, and they're not the- thinking, "Oh, I want this experience." But doing it yourself feels yeah. is that was a rebellious moment. But right. again, it was because I thought it looked cool to have two earrings, one in each ear. Well, no, two on one side. Uh, two on one side. You know, two more than one. You know, how people have multiple earrings. Yeah. I like the way it looked. So I feel it was, like I'm going to just keep one. Yeah, yeah. For me, no but pre- I do. I can picture. Like, no, no pressure. I've seen like. Like Gucci Mane and stuff. Like there are certain rappers that have like a one little diamond in the earring. I could imagine doing that. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not for the experience. I mean, you inev- inevitably like not inevitably, but when you get a tattoo, you're not going to get one probably. But when one does, there's something odd about it. Sort of feels there's something addictive to the feeling of it. I hmm. don't know why. The earring thing, it's not like, this feels good, I'm doing that. I, for me, it wasn't yeah, like- it's not the adrenaline rush of like no. the cortisol. I mean, I felt like either. a cool, tough guy doing it myself, but I was doing it because I wanted the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is something, I do think it is something about conquering our bodies. Sure. That, And even if it's for beauty, there is something that I think we're proud of when we can- transcend discomfort for some sort of higher goal. Well, yeah. Like it's like running a marathon or something. Yes, and cold plunge, all those sort of things that you, you know, whatever. People do all sorts of things. They do. You know, I'm like a little more into comfort, but. Yeah. What about, um, did you want to, I know you mentioned you're reading a book you are loving and you wanted to talk about. Oh, well, I mean, I finally actually listened to it, Just Kids. Oh, the Patty Smith. Did you finish it? Yeah. Oh my I actually, gosh. the ending was so, you know, it's so funny. So I now I'm having a bad habit, I think, of listening to podcasts to fall asleep and to get back to sleep, which right. is better than, I guess, getting addicted to sleeping pills. But it's still something that I think maybe ideally you just, 
learn to put yourself to sleep, but it's fine. So I'm listening. If in the morning I'm listening to a, a podcast or something, like Paul F. Tompkins became part of my dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in this, <laughs> Paul Shear, didn't you have Paul Shear in there too? We're driving a van. Oh, at some yeah. point, I remember. This morning, pa- I was dreaming, of- Patty Smith was talking to me across the table, and it was actually quite a wonderful dream, because hmm. she was, because I could hear her in my head talking, because I was listening to her t- do the audiobook. But, um, so that was kind of interesting, because I was like, in the dream, like, wow, this is unbelievable. Patty Smith is talking to me. What was me. she telling you? What was she Patty was Smith telling, telling me you in her your dream? life story? Because I was listening to the podcast. Well, mm. her story. But I love it because she has, I guess it must be if, is she, was she from Philly originally and went to New Jersey? I can't mm, remember, but can't her remember. accent yeah. is so brilliant. Because mm. it's not, my mom has a Queens accent where she says Maria instead of Maria. Patty Smith says, O's like A's or something at the end of I I, I can't I wouldn't ha- I would have to listen to it to tell you, but her accent's great. She's obviously really good at reading because she's a good at reading poetry, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, the big experience is I was scared to read it because I'm afraid to you know like when I'm acting I don't like watching TV. That's a little different. I don't like watching movies and TV shows when I'm acting because. While I'm on the set, I'm so aware of the behind the scenes experience that when I'm filming something, if I watch something, all I'm thinking is about the technical side. Right. Because I'm that's what I'm doing yeah. while I'm working. You know, of course, I'm getting caught up in my role in the story, but I'm also thinking, oh, that must have been annoying working in the middle of the night. And, oh, that shot. I think that all the time. When I say people in the night, anytime I'm watching something that looks like it would have been really time-consuming and hard to shoot, I just get, it takes me out of, as a viewer. Yeah, when I'm, luckily, when I'm not working, I'm able to get immersed in the story. Yeah. But I was watching, this is a, I digress or whatever. I was watching Killer of the Flower Moon. Mm. That's how to say it, Killers. 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 And I was Googling like about the actress and then it was taking me out of the story and all I was thinking about, oh, that actress had a hard childhood. And then then I was like, stop doing that. Just like go back into Scorsese land. But so I'm afraid to like read anything that's not going to inspire me while I'm writing. And so I'm letting myself be drawn and read things when I really want to. And it's not only memoirs, but I'm you know, so these things are informing me and helping me with my writing and just thinking about stories and whatever. But I just thought I'll listen to this, give it a whirl. And it's been, it was for a while, just the lens of my life. Like I was just sort of, her mm. whole book was just, everything was relating to her book and how she's been processed and her relationship to Maple mm. Thorpe. I was, I, you were telling me stuff about your life. I was like, oh, it's just like Patty yeah, yeah. and Robert, <laughs> you know, and then now I've done with the book and I'm kind of back to my lens. Can I just say, you look so beautiful right now. And part of my resolutions for 2024 is to tell you when you look so beautiful to me, because wow. it's, you, you look stunning you look amazing thank you like really such a beautiful you're such a beautiful person thank you yeah and um yeah sometimes it's funny when people are good looking i uh, people probably don't tell them that often because they just assume they walk around thinking i'm beautiful i'm beautiful i'm beautiful but it's not so so it's nice nice to hear and um patty smith 
I have you ever seen her read or play no, or anything? No, I, yeah. I I am a late. I remember all remember uh, all of me or what was the lesbian movie I love with Tara Subkoff? Um, there's a scene in it where an actress is playing one of her songs and having this big moment in their mm. living room. Under me, all of me. No, yeah, I know the movie. You know you the mean, movie, but, yeah, but there's yeah. that was my first introduction. What's the famous song she wrote that someone else sang? Uh, well, bring oh, on. she wrote, be, um, no, well, wait, because the night, yes, but that was Bruce Springsteen wrote it. Oh, and she right? sang it, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure, like, she, I'm pretty sure she had sure. a hit with that song, he right? Gave I thought her. I knew it was something where someone wrote yeah, it and yeah, someone yeah. performed it, and then her, you know, on horses, there was that Gloria part where it's, oh, you right. know, but she so turns in her own version of it, yeah, yeah. I've seen her perform a few times, I saw her do one of those. New Year's Eve at the Bowery Ballroom. I don't know if she still does it. She used to do a regular thing. And that was kind of amazing. One of the things I learned watching Patti Smith was she'd go on stage wearing like seven layers of clothes. And every song or two, she'd take a layer off, like a scarf or a waistcoat or something. And it was this sort of the theater of the emotional striptease. And I realized like a lot of great rock and roll performances have a strip tease right. baked into them, even though she never got down to like skin. She right. got down to like a t-shirt and yeah, jeans. Yeah, right? yeah. But you should see the singer sweating. You should see them reveal more and more of themselves. There should be like an increased catharsis yes. as the show goes on. And then I also saw her read poetry, I think, at one of those St. Mark's uh, poetry readings. They had a Newsday every day in the St. Mark's Church. Oh, nice. Where I saw Allen Ginsberg and John Giorno and Jim Carroll. And, those yeah. were all her Yeah, all that. Well, all that was those. that was that crowd that would yeah. always come to those um, amazing readings. Yeah, and I, I really think she – I relate to her relationship to objects and artists and time periods and how um, she sort of would wear clothes that were kind of made her feel – close to a poet or that was sort of like, you know, something French or something, whatever she, or like Dylan or she, the way she was a fan of other artists, which a lot of artists are fans of other artists, but mm. her relationship to objects and clothes felt very valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And well, lo- she's, loaded. And- she understands symbols. Oh, and the other yeah. thing, yes, she understands symbols. And the other thing was interesting that, um, she was a black sheep and so was Maplethorpe, but she was a hap- she had a pretty happy childhood. Mm. And she was a an an outsider to a certain extent and also, you know, an explorer, but it wasn't necessarily out of, you know, some heavy duty, horrible childhood. She kind of had a nice family childhood, but it was nice to see that, oh, you don't have to not every black sheep is like because they went to a super Catholic school or they were gay and living in a tiny town and they needed to get to New York or, you know, it was interesting that she just, and she grew up in an academic and creative, bright, she she had a very bright family who read a lot and, but it wasn't, um, what was my point? It wasn't like- Well, she's not a tortured artist, basically. She's like a happy, romantic, yeah, I mean, she, intellectual she, she, artist. She did right? struggle with what's the meaning when the world- There's a, She was you know, sensitive and politically minded. So yeah. Sometimes she would think, where do artists fit in at times? Mm. Whereas John, where Robert Mablethorpe never questioned it. He was just like, mm. I'm an artist. But yes, she wasn't- And it wasn't a heavy academic family where there was like a- 
a kind of, you know, it was like their, you know, how we were talking about certain academic families, it becomes yeah. such a big, what's the word? Yeah, it just becomes a huge part of their identity, d- and demonstrating egoic, their intellect. A little and, yeah. egoic for them, for her family and for her, it was just like, oh, we just happened to be very well read. I always thought it was interesting that her and Michael Stipe had a close friendship because uh, I think they both sort of buck the trend of being the self-destructive poets. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she like, wasn't into- They're both very into... poetic, but they're not self-destructive. Yeah. Even though they fully she... appreciate and love those types of artists, that's not what yeah, either Yeah, she them wasn't are. really druggy or anything like that. Mm. But yeah, and she ended up kind of just, not you have to have a family, but she ended up doing sort of not conventional things, but, you know, she, mm. she did both. Um, before we wrap up, you are free to return the compliment by, you know, complimenting my new earring or my short hair or just my increased 2024 swagger of masculinity. I will. You know, I didn't know we were wrapping free, it up. You're, you're free to do that. I was going to have a whole segment on it. I didn't know this oh, is the feel last. Feel free to enter your segment now. Okay. Well, yes, I love, I do see that this is, there's a new sort of thing of masculinity um, coming in in the in, on on Instagram, but also Maybe TikTok too. No, but with with you, you're naturally. <laughs> I, when I was suggesting to compliment masculinity, I meant mine, <laughs> not just a trend on social media. You, you know. know, you're following the trends. <laughs> no, I think you're naturally. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going through an, an undignified era. No, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I burped. Um, <laughs> um, we're both vain Virgos. That's the most. Gross thing you'll ever see me do. Mm. No, I'm kidding. So your your voice like boyish and masculine, and I think I I like that about you. Right but on. you're you're this is perfect for midlife crisis. Yeah. Better better than the classic affair red Ferrari. Sports car, yeah. I mean, I love. Yeah. I would love a sports car. I can't car. drive a stick. Mm, I can teach thing. you. All right. But you do. You look great. You're 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 a beautiful man. <laughs> I I think you were born to be a man. Well, yeah. and born to be wild. <laughs> No, what does that mean? I was wondering, man. You mean mean you're a little boy? You were you were like a little old man, and you've been waiting to become forty-five. Feels good to me. You know, forty-five feels like the right age. You're so young. Yeah, love it. No, but you, you, I like your hair being Mm -hmm. short, and I love the (laughs) earring. I was a real shock at first because I, I just assumed you'd never do anything like that. So Mm. it was. I I, I still got a few surprises left in me. I love that. Um, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding you very, and you've been, you know, exercising a lot, so you're looking fit as a fiddle. Mm, all right, baby. Or well, a, uh, what's bigger than a fiddle? A like cello. A cello. Fit as a cello. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, beautiful babies, thank you for opening up another year with us, season three. Um, season three. We're going to have a really fun year, both on our pods and on stuff we're producing and putting out there, and we're just, uh, yeah, excited to keep this experiment going. Okay, beautiful babies. See you soon. We're happy to be back after the new year. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.